0: Hello and welcome to episode number two of First Chats, the podcast of Oklahoma City First Church. My name is Leslie Broadbent, and I hope our time together today helps you to explore and grow in your faith. I want to thank you so much for listening today. I'm here with...
1: Hi, I'm Morgan. And... I'm Alyssa.
0: And we are coming to you from the recording studios of Oklahoma City First United Methodist Church. And today we're going to be talking about missions. So today we're going to be talking about missions, and uh, I want to introduce the, the folks that we have with us today. We have Morgan back. Uh, Morgan is our Director of Music Ministries, uh, and we have a special guest today. Uh, Alyssa Wright is with us today as well, and Alyssa has some exciting things going on in her life, and and we want to hear her story about how, how missions has deeply impacted her and also um, how missions is, is getting ready to uh, it really impact her life and change her life. So, so welcome, Alyssa.
2: Hey, thanks. I'm excited to be here.
0: Well, we're excited to have yeah, you. We're yeah. excited to have you. So so tell a little bit about yourself uh, first, just kind of generally.
2: Yeah, cool. Uh, well, I, am, I just turned 20, and why am I saying I just turned 20? <laughs> my birthday is actually next month. Uh, I'm almost 21. Um, I am a musician. I've been part of the First Church worship team for most of my life. I yeah. uh, grew up in Oklahoma City and went to ministry school after I graduated high school in Northern California. I was there for 3 years and I just graduated in May. So okay. Congrats. Okay. Yeah.
0: So you have some exciting things going on in your life getting yeah. ready to getting ready to happen. So tell us so you're getting ready to actually go <laughs> out onto the mission field.
2: Yeah, yeah. So in 2 weeks I am moving to Northern Iraq, a region called Kurdistan, uh-huh. working with refugees and yeah, just that's where the Lord's called me, so I'm, I'm going. That's Okay, awesome.
0: so northern Kurdistan, mm-hmm. tell us exactly where that is.
2: Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the northeastern part of Iraq. Uh, okay. So it's technically still part of Iraq, but it's also separate. It's um, Yes, they're trying to separate. The government is fun. So uh, <laughs> I'm not technically in Iraq, but um, I will be about six hours north of Baghdad up in the mountains. It's really beautiful. It's not a desert. It's not the middle of nowhere. Mm. It's so beautiful. There's flowers everywhere. The mountains are incredible. It's probably the most beautiful place I've ever seen. Honestly. That's
0: cool. So so what are what's some some of the work that you're going to be doing? There?
2: Yeah. So there's 2.1 million refugees in Kurdistan. Uh, most of them mm. have been there for about 5 years when, since when ISIS came. And so I'll be going to refugee camps doing women's and children's ministry. Um, we do distributions of food, uh, water, uh, baby formula, all kinds of things. Every about two months or so, we also have five or six short-term trips a year. Where so I'll be hosting people as they come in. We do like medical trips, things like that. Um, there's also a church that we are a part of, and yeah, just all kinds of different ministry. There's a school that I can help with. I can teach English. I can do things like that. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Will you be doing, like, um, any sort
1: of, like, worship? Yeah, yeah. I'll be
2: doing some of that, too. I'll also be teaching music lessons in the camps. That's um, so cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. a little bit of everything. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah.
0: So lots of humanitarian kinds mm-hmm. of aid and things yes, like that, because exactly. there are a number of different types mm-hmm. of missions. And yes. so um, so I, I want us to maybe just kind of as we start to think about missions, maybe kind of define what, how would you define mission work? I mean, yeah. how would you, I mean, <laughs> how, how how do you think we as as Christians would maybe begin to define missions work? Because I think there are a number of different yeah. types of missions. Hmm
2: it really depends. I think it's just whatever God's called you to. Like I think about my mom who is a dance teacher for kids with special needs. I say Mm -hmm. that's missions. Like that's Mm -hmm. she, the Lord told her like she knew that that was what she was called to do. And that's what she's doing. She's in Oklahoma city. She's, you know, living a normal life, but she's still, I would call that missions. And then Mm -hmm. there's, I mean, I knew that the Lord called me to go to the nations. And so I just, I think it, it varies from person to person. I don't think that there's one
1: general thing. I think it's just, if, what the lord's called you to do is mm-hmm. yeah and i'd kind of echo on that i mean for me it's like i mean it can be as simple as just being the hands and feet yeah, of exactly. christ and whatever mm-hmm. he's laid on your heart just yeah. being obedient to follow through with that and to mm-hmm. glorify him yeah what so, about you
0: well i think i think that uh, yeah i mean i'd echo everything that you said and there are a number of different types of missions when you think about when you think about mission work you typically are thinking about Uh, kind of out of your area or where, Mm -hmm. or normally where you, where you would live, Mm -hmm. Uh, people going somewhere. And, and, and certainly we, we need to start with our neighbors. We need to start with our family and friends and those in our own neighborhoods. Um, and that's, that's a, that's an important part of it, but also an important part of it is us understanding that Jesus Christ came for all of the world. Mm -hmm. Christ came for, um, people who live in Oklahoma City as well as people who live in Kurdistan. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I think that's an exciting thing. And and yeah. again, there are a number of different types of missions, uh, whether they're uh, humanitarian aid, whether they're medical missions, whether mm-hmm. they are uh, evangelistic as well, mm-hmm. uh, even teaching kinds of missions, missions mm-hmm. that are involved with schools and education and things like that. And so a lot of ongoing long-term kinds of missions that you're getting ready to go in mm-hmm. really have all of those aspects.
2: Yeah, it, it does yeah. a little bit of everything. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah.
0: So we, so Alicia, you mentioned a little bit about, I mean, you felt a call to go to all mm-hmm. of the nations. So, yeah. so tell, tell a little bit about your call and when, when did you first kind of start feeling some sort of call to ministry?
2: Oh gosh. Well, actually, so in 2015, I went on my first missions trip with first church we went to Costa Rica. I was in youth at the time. And I honestly, I mean, I grew up in the church. This was my home church. I was here every Sunday, but I had, I would say I had next to no relationship with God before that point. And while I was in Costa Rica, we were there for a week. And I, I mean, we did a lot of work. We did everything, but I think that it touched me more than anything. I just Mm -hmm. knew that there was, I was, I was like, there's more to God than what I've been taught, like there's Mm. more going on in the world that I want, that I know that I'm supposed to be a part of. And I I don't even, it wasn't like I had this moment, like, I, like God didn't come to me in a vision or anything crazy. Like, but I just, there was something in me. I knew that this was what I was called to do. I didn't know where I would go. I didn't know what it would look like. I had no idea, but I knew that in that moment that I was doing what I was called to do. And so, yeah, that just kind of started me on the journey. That's why I went to ministry school. That's why I, yeah, it's, it's because of that moment.
0: Wow. Yeah. And awesome. So and so, you're going through. What's 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 your sending organization? Then.
2: Uh, it's called Light a Candle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have been. Uh, the founder. I actually interned for Light a Candle this last year, is my final year of school. Um, the founder, he has been going to unreached people groups for years. He's been going to Iraq for about fifteen years, I think, and uh, he's had a team living there for the last five. His the whole point of light a candle is just to go into unreached places where where people are typically afraid to go and just mm-hmm. and bring Jesus, you know, just mm-hmm. be the hands and feet of Jesus, whatever that looks like.
1: Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. So Morgan, I know that you've done some mission work as well. What 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 kinds of things have you done?
1: Before? Yeah. So um, I I think my first mission trip was um in college when I was at the Baptist Student Union, and um, we went to I believe this was 2012. Um, we went to, uh, Archie. Um, where's Archie? Missouri, Archie, Missouri. Yes. Um, and we led revival services for their church. Um, and it's actually, fun fact, it's where like my, like relationship with Ridge, it's where we kind of first really connected so that it holds a really special place in my heart. Um, so I, so I went and I basically was like the worship leader. Like, so that was my first mission, um, and so we really encountered God uh, through through what we were doing and seeing the response of the people and so um, so that was the first one. And then the second one, um, we went to China at the or through the Baptist Student Union, quote unquote, uh, teaching English to uh, Chinese students. Um, and so that was honestly a huge step of faith for me because um I've never I never really felt like the call to like go to like Iraq or somewhere crazy but for some reason like he like I felt like God wanted me to go to China and I'm like I don't I mean I don't like Chinese food (laughs) like (laughs) I like to be I like to be in bed at nine (laughs) like I'm like what is happening like why why am I going um (laughs) but i think one of the one of the reasons why i went was just to see um kind of what we talked about that like that jesus came for all and so to mm-hmm. see um just the people over there and and to know that that they were created by god and that god desires a relationship with them and so for me i think it was it was cool to really see god's love just shown like abroad and everywhere through that um and i actually we had some cool opportunities to, um, to sing and play for people. So, uh, we kind of just planted seeds. I don't, I don't know that. I think, I think a few people got saved after when we returned home, but we were there for two weeks, uh, just teaching English and um, singing songs about Jesus and talking about Jesus and all that good stuff. So it was, it was fun. It was an experience. I remember I came back like home and I thought, okay, like I, so I don't think I'm called to like, to go like, like abroad, like all of that. I mean, I don't, I don't think I'm called to do that, but I wouldn't trade the experience for anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've been on a number of mission trips throughout my, uh, throughout my ministry. And when I was a but I was, I was, I was not open to mission work at all when I was growing <laughs> up at all. Uh, when I was a youth, I, I was um really struggling with what I was gonna do for the rest of my life and I really had opened up my heart to Christ and you know, was whatever whatever you want to do with me and through me, God, I'm I'm willing to do except mission work. <laughs> of course. I absolutely <laughs> right. will never ever go on a mission trip. I am not going to be a missionary. I'd heard we had, had we had, had visiting missionaries in my home church and you know, they talked about the uh, the the in the very heart of Africa and all mm-hmm. of these places and you know this is the, 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 they're ministering in the nineteen seventies and so there were lots of places that were completely and absolutely unreached mm-hmm. in uh, on the continent of Africa and so I was scared to death of that kind of stuff. My senior year in high school, I know it was my junior year in high school. Our youth group uh, went on a mission trip. And um I was one of the leaders. I mean, it was a very yeah. small very very small <laughs> church uh, and I was the only youth in the entire youth ministry that didn't go on the mission trip. I just wow. made up my mind I was not going <laughs> absolutely not going <laughs> yeah. uh, and so I stuck with it and they came back and they had a they had a great they had a great time, but I was bound to determine that mm. I was never going to be a missionary. <laughs> And then um, I felt a call to ministry, and, oh, I can do that. I can be a pastor. I can do yeah. that. But I'm still not going to be a missionary <laughs> at all. And my, and my very first church was uh, totally sold out to mission work. In fact, that was part of the DNA of that church. Oh, wow. Wow. They had, uh, in the early 1980s, they had taken a mission trip to Bolivia, and through that mission uh, trip, uh, the Oklahoma United Methodist Church and the nation of, I mean, the country of Bolivia, were began, I mean, really have a have a very very special bond. Uh, in fact, the the previous president of Bolivia, uh, when he took office, uh, he talked about the United Methodist Church in Oklahoma and mm-hmm. how the Oklahoma Methodist wow. Church saved his country wow. from from disaster. And it started oh through this gosh. little church that I was the pastor of. I'd never been on a mission trip. And <laughs> so uh they really trained me up, uh, mm-hmm. New Horizon Methodist Church and Woodward really trained me up and mm-hmm. went on a number of mission mission trips with them and a number of mission trips on my pre in my previous church and then a number uh and then a few here so far in my two years here. And so I think I've been on nine mission trips, uh three out of country and the rest have been uh here either in here, either here, either in Oklahoma, some short-term stuff, or or uh, another state. Um, and First Church really has a long, long history of mm-hmm. of mission work, mm-hmm. even right at the very beginning days of of this church. That was it was such an important part. Um, and I mean, not only not only local mission kinds of stuff, and and this church is very, very. Con- committed to those kinds of things mm-hmm. from our Friday night live worship service to our mm-hmm. downtown homeless uh, geared toward our downtown homeless uh, to um, our connections with some local schools and uh, over the years whiz kids and all kinds of all kinds of activities and events and even back in the day um, first church had a uh, we had a Sunday school class uh, to the uh, Children's Hospital that began in the 1940s oh, during wow. the polio epi- epidemic. Um, adults from this church would go over to Children's Hospital. There, there was, this was an era that mm. no one was doing something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and it continued for over 20 years wow. uh, that, that folks crazy. from First Church was going over. They were going over to Children's Hospital. Did the same thing in um, at the stockyards in Packingtown. And so there were a bunch wow. of kids that their parents were working on weekends. Uh, very diverse group of children in the 1940s. And again, churches were not doing those kinds of things, but First Church did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then over the years, we've had a we've had a really strong uh, ministry of supporting. Financially supporting missionaries, mm-hmm. and we're excited. We're excited for those things to continue. So, so what are exactly so so your role there? So tell mm-hmm. me, tell us a little bit about your role there and what you're yeah. going to be doing there.
2: Yeah. So um, on a daily basis, I will be going to refugee camps and um, working with kids. We do a lot of it's kind of like VBS style things where we mm. play games, we do songs, we do a quick lesson. We usually try to do a craft of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, and any, any camp is generally about at least 5,000 people. Sometimes as many Ooh. as like 15,000 in, in one camp, uh, which means hundreds of kids, hundreds. Yeah. And um, we do all kinds. of. We just want to have fun with them. Honestly, is our biggest thing. Cause so many of, I mean, they face so much trauma, you know, mm. um, a lot of them have, um, their parents have been killed or all kinds of things where they're just, you know, everything is just so heavy and we just want to mm-hmm. come in and we just want to, want to bring joy, you know? And mm-hmm. so we do that. And then, um, I'll be doing, um, it's basically, it's just, it's very relational, uh, mm-hmm. very relationally based and just evangelism going to tents and just having tea with people, getting to talk to them and praying over them and just getting to know them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, I will also be a huge part of, um, we have, So part of Light a Candle's ministry is we do what are called burns. They're uh, worship sets that, so they can be anywhere from 12 to 100 hours. Mm -hmm. So just nonstop worship. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'll be doing that quite often as well. Um, There's a house of prayer there that's really incredible what they're doing. Um, So yeah, we'll be doing those probably at least once or twice a month Mm -hmm. at this point. Um, Yeah, and then just helping on the admin side, bringing in teams and You know,
0: organizing. So, so what do you know about? I mean, the people that you'll be ministering to, Mm -hmm. like by way of, um, I mean, obviously, if these are refugees, it's certainly. I mean, I would, I would, I would (laughs) guess that it's a hundred percent poverty rate. Um, what about n- number of children or percentage of children, or those uh, percentage of Christians, those who uh, speak English, don't speak English? How are you going to be overcoming uh, some of those language yeah. barriers as well?
2: <laughs> well, that uh, I will be learning Arabic. I'm I'm mm-hmm. currently working on it. It's a little harder in the states. <laughs> Can yeah. you say a word in Arabic? Sorry,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, I just want to know. Uh,
2: no is la. I know how to say that. La? La. Oh. Yeah. I, I don't remember That's how to easy. say yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
0: I, I, Arabic is a very difficult language. Oh, it's language. so hard. Yeah, I, it's a I,
2: difficult language. I say it every time. I never sound more white than when I'm trying to speak <laughs> Arabic. like, oh, my goodness. That's how I knew it was the Lord calling me because I was like, mm. your girl struggles a little <laughs> bit. But, um, yeah, so we have translators that they're mm-hmm. actually, our translators, we have amazing translators. They're all Christian. They're mm-hmm. all... Um, very passionate about seeing their nation saved. So um, yeah, they're they're That's a cool. big help. They're also helping our team learn. And then there's a local church that is, has been teaching Arabic lessons to the other missions organizations that are around. So yeah, most people there are. I re, I didn't meet anyone that was not Muslim or Yazidi. So Yazidi is not actually there's a people group. Um, they're pretty much unheard of in the states. I had no idea who they I were was about to say <laughs> – who? <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, uh, so the Yazidis are um actually there is a study. They're probably the most persecuted people group in history. Um they're uh-huh. um yeah, ISIS completely tried to wipe them out. So there's they're they've gotten quite a lot smaller, but uh, most of them are actually in Kurdistan. They're either hmm. they're usually Kurdish or Syrian. Um so they they're not Muslim. It's kind of it's kind of weird to explain. They're their own thing. It's kind of witchcraft based. So there's a lot of Muslims and then there's Yazidi. Mm-hmm. And so, but they're also open. Mm-hmm. Everyone I talk to, mm-hmm. um, I tell this people are always so surprised when I say that I go there and they're like, how do people respond? What do they do? Like, it's pretty obvious that I'm a Christian when I go there. I'm the only white person probably anywhere near them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's pretty obvious why an American would be there. Mm-hmm. So they know. But honestly, before I could even offer to pray for someone, they'd be like, hey, can you pray for me? Like can mm-hmm. you I this is happening. I know that your God is the only one that can help me. Wow. I heard I heard that on a daily basis wow. from a bunch of different people. Wow. Yeah. They're
0: So they're really, crazy. really, really open.
2: Oh yes. They're just mm. they're so hungry. You know, they've seen so much devastation. They've seen mm. so much trauma. They're just yeah, they're just hungry. They they know that there's more, they just don't really know how to get there. Oh
0: man. So they're there typically a couple of things, a couple of responses when folks uh, hear about somebody going to the mission field. Um, one of them is, um, gosh, are, I mean, aren't we just trying to Americanize these people? Aren't we just trying to make them Americans <laughs> rather than, I mean, making, I mean, you know, making their life there better? Aren't we just trying to bring democracy there? I mean, is there something more that we're trying to bring them?
2: I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, it's just about bringing Jesus. I, I, you mm-hmm. know, I want to, yeah. I just want to bring all that He is to them. You know, they just. So many people they just don't know and mm-hmm. they don't have access to that. They most of them had never even heard about who Jesus is. Like they have an idea based on their religion, but it's not. It's not who Jesus really is. It's not. Mm-hmm. There's they're missing the hope and the joy and the freedom, and mm-hmm. that's all it is. That's all you know. Just bringing Jesus.
0: The the second response uh, oftentimes that I hear is um, we have we have needs in our own backyard. <laughs> why 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 in the world are you going somewhere way across the world uh, to to try to I mean, what's what's special about um, where you're going as opposed to right here? I mean, we have so many social problems here in Oklahoma City and we have mm-hmm. uh, we have, you know, kids that can't read and we have the people who are hungry and we have I mean, all kinds of things. Why 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 would someone want to go uh, to another country?
2: Wow. Yeah. I've gotten a lot of that one. Actually, I've gotten way more of that one. (laughs) So I would say there's two things. Uh, I remember when I was in my first year of ministry school, I, at that, it was right after, it was at that time that the Lord told me I was called to the Middle East. I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know when Hmm. I was going, but in my mind, I was going like the next week, you know, I was like, I'm going today, two years later, (laughs) I'm just now going. But, um, I was like, God, I'm ready to go. And he's like, well, you're not doing anything where you are. I've called you to be in California for this season. Why aren't you doing anything? Like, this is where Mm -hmm. I've placed you. So I do think that there is, you know, where it's just about being where God, being fully present where God has you in that moment, whether that's in the States or on the mission field, like just doing, being fully present in what he's doing where you are. But at the same time, uh, The Bible does say to go into all the nations. You know, I, I, I believe that's a big part of being a follower of Christ, whatever that looks like. It doesn't mean you have to move across the world or anything, but he did say... To go into all the world.
0: So, what are some? How are some ways that that people can be supporting you, uh, listeners to the podcast? Is there some ways that they can be supporting you, praying for you? How yeah. how can they get a hold? If you do, you have a website? Do you have uh, mm-hmm. whatever Twitter handle or whatever, <laughs> whatever, however they can follow you along and how 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 they can keep up with what you're doing?
2: Yeah. Uh, so you can absolutely be praying for me, praying for uh, um, open doors and favor and just. Safety, you know, it is mm-hmm. It is still the Middle East. You know, there's still, mm-hmm. you know, you bet. Uh, just so praying for that. And then you can also financially support me. <laughs> uh, I mean. Yes, I'll always take that. That's <laughs> always nice. <laughs> um, I will have uh, social media. I have an Instagram that I'll be posting updates on. Um, okay. It's rights, if you want to follow me. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I do have a website. Um, I'm blanking. I don't know what it is right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, okay. And a newsletter? Do you have a newsletter? I do have a newsletter. You can sign up for. I just
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll put those we'll put those yes. um perfect. those links in the That's show smart. notes and yes. we'll yes. we'll share those with people so that <laughs> they can that? uh so they can follow along. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming today, Alyssa, and, and sharing with us. Morgan, thanks for uh, helping us out and share, sharing God. with us about your some of your experience as well. And we want to thank our listeners today. It's been such a pleasure. Uh, we want you to check out our church's website at firstchurchokc.com. Give us a follow on Facebook or check out our Instagram account. Also, please rate our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. That helps some others uh, find out uh, where we're located. Also, feel free to subscribe to the podcast so you can load so it can be loaded each week onto your favorite device. Remember, this podcast is always free uh, to you, our loyal listeners. We appreciate you listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. See ya. Bye. Um. Did you just snort? You just snorted?
1: I did. Okay. (laughs) We are jacked up on sugar, so this (laughs) is going to be amazing.